What's going on, everybody? We're back with another edition of the Crazy Face Uno podcast. I'm your host, Shane McNeely, reminding you as well, Crazy Face Uno is here to inspire others to do good, make a difference in our local and global communities. And I have maybe my favorite guest so far because my best friend, he is uh, one of the best. Samuel Palumbo, Halo. Sammy P, Sam Palumbo, <laughs> Sambo. There's so many names for uh, good old Sam. Yeah. Welcome, dude. Hey. Yes, nice to be here. He uh, he's a little radio shy. Oh, Ooh. That, that microphone <laughs> <laughs> gives me the. Uh, so this is not our last hurrah, but it's getting closer to. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'm moving to Florida. See? Florida is tough. And so, I have this bottle of wine. It's a bottle of champagne that's been sitting in my fridge for a good while. So if you're tuning in, we're going to toast a little champagne to life and our friendship. Sam, will you do the honors, man? So, So, this is... Also, um, a an addition to or part of the uh, Bethel Boys series. This will be number four, and so we'll be talking similarly. If you've listened to the podcast with the other Bethel Boys, Calvin, Tyler, and Tony, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you'll know kind of what we're going for, or kind of how this conversation will go. But I just wanted to remind everyone that that is part of the series. So if you're just tuning in now, go back, listen to some of the other ones. You can hear a little bit more about uh, some of the best dudes I know, um, the guys that kind of inspired me throughout my my college days to be better, to do good, to make a difference. So you can laugh it up, Sam. Pop that puppy. Let's go. Right then. Let's hear it. I hope you guys can hear it here. Oh, here it goes. Boo! There it is. Oh, not a Cheers. single drop. Like a pro. All right. Can you hear that, can you hear that everybody? Oh, that's nice. It's very sound. loud in my ears right now. So, do. cheers. Cheers. To, uh, good friends. We'll miss you around these parts. Thanks, dude. I'm gonna miss you guys too. Mm-hmm. I've, uh, you know, I've talked about it. I've, I may have talked about it on the podcast with Dana, but this I've lived in Minnesota. I've lived in this house actually as long as I've lived anywhere. Um, I think growing up it was about six years before, mm-hmm. like, and I'd, it was about the longest I had lived anywhere. So, mm-hmm. you know, living here, it's like I've, I have this family. I have this, you know, my relationship with Dana was like formed when I lived here, you know, in this house, she moved in and like, we've kind of created and started our like family and our life here. And so Mm -hmm. it's kind of weird to leave. (laughs) (laughs) You don't like the microphone still? (laughs) I can't even see your face, you know? I'm right here. You gotta (laughs) peek through the little gap. Window here. That's why I lean like Mm -hmm. this. So I can see your face. It's pretty impressive that you've only lived in a place, what, five years? Did you say five? Well, six? it's been like so. I moved, 
moved to the Twin Cities February 2013. So it was February 9th. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, that date has really stuck with me throughout the years. Mm-hmm. So it's ingrained in my head. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, February 9, 2013, 2019 now, so we're like six and a quarter, six and a third, or mm-hmm. whatever, do the math, mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. um, here, and it would have been around this time that I moved in of the year, or August, September-ish, mm-hmm. that I moved in here, so almost six years in this house, and six and a half or so. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been in Minneapolis since july of 2012 okay yeah that's yeah. when i first moved here right 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 mm-hmm. yep and part of so this kind of ties in with where with what you're saying there mm-hmm. part of uh the bethel boys kind of getting back together in that mm-hmm. group of the mm-hmm. calvert guys was um the passing of matt and kind mm-hmm. of bringing us all back together and kind of appreciating our friendships and reuniting our some of just that we hadn't been in touch in a while and we mm-hmm. let things go and um but that brought us back together and that was the first time and what a week and a half ago it was like the first time in almost 10 years that we had all been back together yeah that was so fun so good to see everyone yeah do you want to tell us so obviously we all went to bethel mm. um what was what was your main reason for going to Bethel or when, when did you decide to go to Bethel? What was that decision like for you? Hmm. Um, do you want to start with that and maybe we can see where that takes us? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the main reason I went to Bethel was, um, they did offer me the, a soccer scholarship. It was quite small, but it was what it was. And uh, as well as the nursing program there mm-hmm. at uh, Bethel. Uh, my sister also went to a similar type of school. Like at, um, she went to Spring Arbor University. In, yeah, up in Michigan. Yeah, Jackson, Michigan. And uh, I went up there, visited her a bunch, and like spent time on campus and met her friends and saw how kind of fun it was to be in that kind of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's why I joined, or that's why I applied to Bethel and went there yeah i didn't know anyone else going there i didn't know did you ever consider going to ann arbor uh spring arbor no spring arbor no i never really did just because i wanted to do my own thing i guess you know yeah get my college away from my sister but sure um was the fact that it was a christian college was that a draw to you at the time uh, I guess it kind of felt comfortable at the time. It yeah. was part of my life already, so mm-hmm. with the family and I grew up with, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which is interesting. And then the nursing program, like you mentioned, because Bethel's nursing program is like one of the best in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, it's made several lists, I know, even since we've left mm-hmm. of um, like nursing programs. And yeah. that was actually my major when we went as well. Right. And I believe our first time meeting was at the, like, freshman registration. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember, because we both had that small little bit of scholarship that we got, we were on that page. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, looking through and reading the bios of everybody on that page. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing yours was the nursing and 
yep. soccer and blah, blah, blah. And so when I saw you at registration, that was when I we like first met or whatever. And mm-hmm. I believe I asked you if you wanted to be my roommate. Yes. And you felt the pressure and said yes. Well, I also, my mom was like, why don't you go talk to him? And like, come on, he'd be a perfect <laughs> roommate. Part of me was like, I was like. Your mom you... said that before? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. That's funny. And I thought about it too, of course. I was like, well, it does make sense. But yeah. I was like that mystery of like finding or not knowing who you're gonna live with when sure. you move in. I was I think that kind of was like the only was, hmm, hesitation, but no, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, and I mean the rest is history, which is great. I think you'll have to put an M on this, uh, this podcast. Oh, mature for, for the mature for audiences. The one, well, actually, it might be allowed one F bomb. Well, that's no, a, that's whatever. A, you do you, man. Okay. Cheers. <laughs> Yeah? I don't know. Sure. Sure. Hey! <laughs> hey yo! <laughs> um, but yeah, so... The... That's how I first met. That's funny that your mom had said that. Because I, I was the one that was like, Oh, should I go? Like, I should go. But I didn't want... Like, it felt mm-hmm. weird about it, too. Because it's like, you just don't know each other. You know? Yeah. But it felt like it made sense. And my brain was like... Well, we get up at the same time. Like, we're not going to be bothering each other either way or that way. True. Like, it's true. And it's funny because over the years we've realized that I was always the one that was, I think I was, like, looking for the best friend. Right? Right. And you were the one that was like, <laughs> tear it down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I like the idea of, like, oh, we're all, like, we're going to class. Let's go to class, Sam. Like, right, right. Let's hang out all the time. Oh, yeah. And you were like, no. Well, <laughs> my only excuse. <laughs> no, it's like you. when I got there, I was looking for my in at mm. the college. You didn't know anyone either. Nope. Just like me. Right. We and could I be friends. I going to help you get in. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Dude, yeah. So I think that's why mm-hmm. I had went to the ones at the end of the hall. Right. Derek and Tony, who knew everyone. Right. Remember those? And then, like, <laughs> I mean, it was just... It makes sense because, like, the crowd or, like, the guys you kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we did all hang out together. But, yeah, I know. Um, but, yeah, so Derek and Tony, which Derek will be on the next episode. Nice. So he'll be the he'll be bringing in the rear there with the Bethel boys. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, so Tony we already heard. And, like, those guys were in the same hallway. Mm-hmm. We always joked about it. It was, like, three doors down. <laughs> like the band. <laughs> <laughs> Um, inside joke yeah (laughs) insert inside joke right here but um no it was good because that I mean that was like how our friendships I feel like kind of took off and then you guys lived your sophomore year together right yeah yeah in those little houses yeah who all was in there was it you Matt Tony Derek well it was the year Tony went to Mm. So him and Matt Crouch moved in second semester. Mm. He's there away first semester. Uh, Jesse Brenneman? Yeah, yeah. Jesse. Yeah, because we played Derek. FIFA. Yeah. Derek, me, Jesse, Reed. Reed. Reed was there. That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, sophomore year I was in the dorms. Mm-hmm. The like Man. with Patty. Yeah. That was my roommate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sometimes I'll forget. 
Yeah. I like so going funny. over there, hanging out with you guys. Yeah. Hanging over, checking it out. Yeah, we'd like go back and forth. Yeah. We? Good times. Um, when do you, do you remember when you guys first started the conversation of starting, like moving or doing stuff with the Calvert House? It would have been that year. It would have been sophomore year. Sophomore year would have been? Yeah, because we, it was junior yeah. year when you guys moved in. Let's see. I just don't know because I, because I wasn't, like I wasn't technically in the house. Yeah. It was like you guys is kind of sure, sure. thing. No. But mm-hmm. um, like that, I know that conversations began at some point in time and like, mm-hmm. I just don't know the timeline or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would oh, it started with Moljan. He arrived yeah. our sophomore year and... Um, He's a freshman then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Played the soccer team. Yeah. And we, yeah. When first met him, he was just, you know, being introduced to everybody. But he had this just push in this time in, of his life where he needed to uh, act out what he believed, I guess. Yeah. And his focus was taking care of the poor. And <clears throat> his uh, kind of a passion and just like his drive to do that. Uh, pulled me into it and anyways it started kind of there but that was just the beginning of sophomore year mm-hmm. and then it moved into the the Catholic worker stuff yeah uh, which where we all kind of got involved with yeah so we met Rick Catholic Becker mm-hmm. and then he told us where the house was and we went there for dinner one night and uh, that's where we first saw like how you live in a community and mm-hmm. you know and be a light or be someone yeah that I remember going to the a resource yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Yeah, it was the because they had their own. It was like a, what do you, what kind of house would you call it? It was a. It was a Catholic worker house. Yes, Catholic. That worker. helped like it was like a transition home kind of for yeah people coming off the streets mm-hmm. to be able to get back yeah into very select few. There's only three beds for for yeah. people that weren't a part of the Catholic worker mm-hmm. like ministry. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's right. I for, totally forgot about yeah. that. So that's I think we all went to that. Like yeah. We went multiple times for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we'd hang out and you like fix, help, chop the carrots, make right, the right. salad, and a weird kitchen. Yeah, it was like <laughs> a really disjointed kitchen. It was. So. Um, and then there was just that big long table in the mm-hmm. middle. Oh man, it's so crazy. I remember that now. Yeah, like yeah. how you sparked those memories. Yeah, um, I remember doing that for sure. We went there, mm-hmm. and then we were doing a lot. I mean, we'd continue to it. The Catholic worker, like the drop-in center. Yeah, exactly. And then they pointed us to their. Yeah. Center Friday, Saturday, Sundays. Mm-hmm. And we, st- I think that may have been the the time that we kind of learned of it, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. And we started going on on Saturdays specifically. Yep. And uh, kind of the same mindset. You'd go in, and sometimes it was just doing dishes, or sometimes right. it was just hanging out and talking to people, or right. help chop up whatever, help yeah. make the stock for right. soups and yeah. Um, yeah, coffee, all sorts of things. And then that grew. The Catholic worker, like that specific place, and it sounds like it's really grown from Tyler, like oh, really? Tyler talking. Cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, even when we were there, things had grown into like getting the showers, getting the right. washer and dryers, clothing, clothes. Uh huh. Um, weather amnesty. Yep, weather, weather amnesty, amnesty stuff, and mm-hmm. I think that's like, it just sounds like they've all like the groups have been working together mm-hmm. in South Bend, which is really cool to mm-hmm. see, like those programs for sure um yeah man cool so that makes sense now it's all kind of coming together that's like how all i couldn't remember how that all kind of transpired mm-hmm. um 
We had a weird meeting at that coffee shop on campus. Yeah. It was in one of those conference rooms. Yeah. Meet here at the conference room, and we're Mm going to talk about it. But we did something about it, which was the cool part. Mm -hmm. We weren't just the people that sat there and talked about it. Right. For three weeks. Yeah. But we went and figured it out, so it was cool. And then whatever, however that went, we didn't really talk about this with Tyler or Calvin or or, uh, Tony, but... um, I believe wasn't some of uh, this is maybe I don't really know so correct me if I'm wrong but mm. wasn't some of the reason that Bethel kind of got involved because of athletics for you mm. one of the reasons because you we weren't allowed to live off campus with the scholarship I believe right and oh, yeah, maybe. I feel like that was one of the things and then I think maybe even Calvin and Tyler had something similar with their and Tony like with their like scholarships so I think I feel like it was a scholarship thing and then that's kind of how so to to frame this Bethel ended up getting involved and I know Tyler kind of touched on it and so did Calvin in the Mm -hmm. podcast um just of you know Calvin was more like felt like they got meddled in it and kind of messed it up and like ruined the 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 naturalness Mm -hmm. of the organic, like, nature. Maybe well, you can speak to that, too. Well, it, we kind of met and then approached the college with the idea, with this idea mm-hmm. of, like, oh, would you let us yeah. live off campus, be a part of this community, and help out in, in the college's name, mm-hmm. you know? <clears throat> Allowing us just to keep everything, you know, the just how our college worked with the meals and, like, just yeah. with the way you oh, lived at college. Yeah. Um, if we lived off campus, we could still take part in everything or whatever. So that's kind of how Bethel got involved. We, right. we and kind decided of pitching that, it and kind of pitching it in the idea of like oh, this man. is what we were like this is what mm-hmm. we've been told to do in right. like our faith right, in right, the right. Christian faith of like going out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that I feel like was kind of part of it as oh, well, yeah. right? Of like Your next step. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you. This is what we preach to do, or this mm-hmm. is what you, the school is kind of telling us to, mm-hmm. to be a part of. And so we want to do this, but then we're going to get penalized right. for not doing it. Can we like find a way? And yeah. again, like I wasn't really a part of that process because I mm-hmm. wasn't in like the house specifically mm-hmm. with you guys. But mm-hmm. I just remember, cause I would, I knew yeah. all the things going on because yeah, exactly. we were all still hanging out. Right. Uh, but anyway, go on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, where was I? What uh, was I talking about? yeah, you were just kind of telling us about the, mm. Like that process, I guess, or those meetings mm-hmm. of Bethel getting involved. Oh, with the Calvert stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and then, I don't know, they allowed us to kind of, well, do what we wanted. We all had to have, like, uh, advisors, like the right. the um, professors. Like a mentor, a mentor type. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like advisor. Um, help you through this process. Um, and then you guys had to meet with them once a month? Yeah, or? we had pretty cool monthly meetings on Sundays, if I believe. Yeah, and then you um, had big group meetings as yeah. well. Like. Yeah, and then, then the, uh, yeah, once a month meetings with the advisors and stuff. And was Rick uh, yours, Rick Becker? Yeah, Rick Becker. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because everybody had a different person, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yep, we had those, um, but yeah, they uh, a house the the house that we lived in wasn't exactly in South Bend or downtown where mm-hmm. we were doing where that drop-in center was or where the relationships yeah. that we were building, but it was in a place that was available um, to do good to our neighbors. Right. Uh, 
elderly folk or um, um, families with little kids. Yeah. You know, we were able to help out around the neighborhood. There's a cool park in the area, um, and it was just a it was a really fun spot. Yeah, it was a really cool that the park was like right in the backyard, mm-hmm. um, and I know Tyler or Calvin maybe mentioned that like it was one of his favorite uh, memories. One of those guys mem- mm-hmm. remembered that. Uh, the day I wasn't there, but we had a snow day mm-hmm. and, um, your neighbor, the, the older lady, I think mm-hmm. she like locked herself out. <laughs> you guys were like trying to help her find her keys she or something. <laughs> I don't remember. Or, like you were trying to like break into her house, like so mm-hmm. that she could get back in <laughs> and like she hung out and had coffee or whatever at the yes. house and breakfast. Or... Mm-hmm. And I remember getting there. I think she was still there when I arrived. Mm-hmm. Um, that morning and we like still had breakfast and she was sitting there like talking and telling stories or whatever yeah I, bu- I've, I, I think that's the moment mm-hmm. yeah the house kind of turned into an outlet for those people that were involved or had those mental you know those kind of on the same wavelength as, mm-hmm. as all of us a place where they could come hang out so even younger students yeah coming up through Bethel would come over there a to lot, hang out yeah. to see what we were up to and talk to us and pick our brains and whatnot so it was fun it was a fun time a couple of year or one year that we lived yeah. and then <laughs> yeah and so we all just kind of went our different separate ways yeah well, what do you have any yeah, like bethel took over <laughs> oh yeah that the first hell? year they're like no we'll need to have more control or whatever so then they they picked the places they picked the houses in that keller park oh uh, that's that, right that church neighborhood and uh because they had the relationship with keller park mm-hmm. and sorry hmm yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot about that. Mm-hmm. This is why Calvin was talking about some of those things. He graduated already, but yeah, yeah. That that year at the Calvert House was Tyler, Calvin, and Tyler's last year of college. Right. And then that was my junior year. So. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to figure out getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Man, so funny to remember some of these memories. I guess. Yeah, dude. What are some of your? Do you have like a favorite memory from Living the house? Or, like, a few? Oh, yeah, I guess. Um, on a not-so-serious note. Yeah, we had that dog it. named Weezer. Oh, yeah, Weezer. <laughs> Just, because he was, like, wheezing and also... He was an elderly pup, and he loved, you know, eating our food. He was quite smelly at times, but he yeah, was just he was. a... <laughs> <laughs> fun a dog shit. to be around <laughs> anyways just yeah. playing with that pup was those are just striking memories for mm-hmm. some odd reason um but just mornings on saturday mornings when we didn't have and we all yeah had our part in it one person's what taking out the trash yeah one person do this that uh making the eggs cook making the coffee and then we'd all sit and eat together mm-hmm. and those were some of the best uh moments I yeah. think at the house, uh, building those relationships with those people that were so close uh, to you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, close to your heart, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, it was really yeah. great. I remember sitting in the living room area a lot, mm-hmm. like just everybody. Yeah. No partic- like particular reason, really. We were just all, we'd just sit there and mm-hmm. we'd like hang out. Yeah. And talk and mm-hmm. that's when the different debates would get going. Yeah, and like. Sure. Or the wrestling match between Calvin and I, or like <laughs> right. whatever. Yep. Those times are fun. Um, or messing with Weezer, the blanket, <laughs> or something. You know. Saturday Night Live. Yeah, Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, 
it's just interesting because it's not like it happened a lot. We were very in, I mean, those moments were frequent, mm-hmm. but it wasn't ever like, I mean, there were times when you guys would be like, it's meeting time, but like right. generally it was just like, it happened organically or right. naturally. Kind of like everybody was intentional about hanging out. Mm-hmm. It's a good place to be. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um. So would you say, Sam, would you say there's like, a, like, um, I feel like your like my knowledge of you, like you have a big heart, like you do really care about people. You care about doing good and making a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, where, when did that start? Do you remember a moment or has it just always been kind of a thing for you or like what, what can you tell us about like your life? You've got a very empathetic heart and like, sure. All those things. How did that come about? Uh, it's hard. It's hard to kind of put a finger on it, to be honest. Yeah, and I've thought about it myself, and I don't even know how I would mm-hmm. do that as well. But do your best. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> my mom, my mother, brings about memories of me, like, and I do remember them myself. But reminded me of them recently of of me like picking out the slavery book off the library mm. shelf or watching the 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 movie Tuskegee Airmen when I was what thirteen ten yeah. thirteen and just kind of and Martin Luther King and learning about that at a young age yeah. like I I was very attracted to that like yeah. I don't know maybe that that's something to do with it but yeah who knows right <laughs> yeah it's just interesting because I mean I feel like all of us you know sure obviously we share that like common thread and sure. Um, even talking with Tyler and, you know, those guys just talking about how we it's cool to see how the things that we cared about then mm-hmm. have transferred and they're, we still care about them now, you know? For sure. And mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it is cool to see. And I guess that's the part that's really intriguing to me in some ways and why I like hearing this like life cycle or this like life story mm-hmm. to where, you know, we are now and most of us are in our early thirties and mm-hmm. um I don't know, if you asked me what my life would be at right now, I'd never told you it was gonna look like it is right does right now. Yeah. Sure. Um and that's not a bad or good like it's not a it's just a neutral thing. I'm mm-hmm. not saying it's a one way or the other. It's my life's great. I love my life. I wouldn't change it for the world. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think I would have ever have pictured my life the way it is right now. Mm-hmm. Um but nothing's changed with like my heart in some ways, you know? And I think I feel the same way with you guys like mm-hmm. after talking to everybody, especially over the weekend. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm just curious. Yeah. A lot's gone on around us. Yeah. But we have kind of, we've stayed yeah. true to and ourselves. I, mean, I know you and I have had a lot of discussions about how like that motivation sometimes has been gone and, mm-hmm. um, like just how I feel like maybe I've changed or we've changed in some ways, but um, like one, uh, there's always been a theme throughout our lives, I guess. Like you're still a nurse. You've, you've been Mm -hmm. a nurse since coming out of college, but um, at least for me, like I've jumped around a little bit with jobs and whatnot, but the theme and like the piece has always been the same, you know, like that we are, giving back and trying to like help others. And, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so graduating college, 
Or, well, shoot, we missed not even graduating college. We missed uh, after junior year of living mm-hmm. in the Calvert House. Mm-hmm. Your first semester, mm-hmm. you went to Uganda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah, it was a semester abroad there. And, uh, yeah, I didn't pass my obstetrics rotation Ooh. rotation at the, in the nursing program. That's right. Um, sadly, I did redo that class which was going to push you back basically a semester right yeah due to bethel not offering the school or the class at the time or whatever so yeah. then you that was like the catalyst for you kind of looking at that as an option right? yeah exactly so i had a free semester and i decided and i took it took a semester abroad and i went to uh, uganda christian university in uh, makono <laughs> uganda nice. yeah and for you invisible children folk out there listening, or if you know what invisible children is, I've mentioned it several times on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Here's my uh, episode plug because I'm pretty sure I've said something about them every podcast. <laughs> um, but Sam is the reason that I haven't found out about invisible children, as well as Matt, who we both worked for invisible children, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Um, Start with Tony. And Tony <laughs> told you? No, Tony. Yeah, Tony. Uh, yeah. He started it. He brought a, the rough cut of the documentary home from uh, a class so crazy. with Anaka Nakatsukasa. Yes. <laughs> and uh, she was sharing it because she got it from Alex, Alex Collins, Collins. who recently passed away this year. Yeah. Um, so started with Alex to Anaka to Tony. Tony brought it to me. I think it was me and Derek. Or she gave it, no, she gave it to me. Whatever, who cares? You got, but I think you guys watched it and then it was like all of us together watched yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like Derek and I watched it for the first Put time it, oh yeah, or something or somebody. Okay. We watched it in Tony and Derek's <laughs> yeah, uh, in their room. dorm. And that was the first introduction, I guess. For in sure. Mm-hmm, that was fun. 2006. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah. Fall 2006. Um, and then Alex Collins, who. We did the fundraiser for for his wife and unborn child um, after um, he passed away, and uh, we we did raise some money, uh, about one hundred and forty dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were able to to raise and to donate to that cause, which was great. Uh, thank you all for the ones that participated in that matching campaign um, with the mug sales. Thank you very much. Really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's funny because Alex then went to work out in yeah. the children <clears throat> prior to Matt and I, and then Matt went in 2009, right? Um, and then I went in 2010, and then uh, yeah, and then you went to Uganda in 2000. I guess it would have been 2008, 2009. I had 2009, 10. Because you graduated a lot. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. It was your junior Fall. year, first yeah. semester. Yeah. Interesting. I uh, don't remember those dates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I know it was a, the first year of, yeah, the first semester of my senior year. Um, mm-hmm. So how was that experience for you out in Uganda? Oh, it was, it was pretty unique. It was really fun. Um, spent a lot of time at the university, studied at politics, literature, yeah, whatever, a few other things. Um, and it was a nice break from the nursing program for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was nice to see the country 
we uh, I, I lived briefly with a family in the city that nice. we that the university was living mm-hmm. or was in, and then I lived out in the country with a family for a couple weeks, which is kind of cool. Um, seeing the different ways of life, yeah. how they depend. Did you appreciate one more than the other? Uh, yes. Um, I enjoyed the family out in the country a little more, I guess you could say. Um, cause the, the father of the family was kind of connected to more things in the community. Mm -hmm. So we got to like take part in some fun stuff at the, the fishery or the hatchery or the water tank and things like that in the town. Um, but they were both very similar in the fact that they depended on the neighbors around them. Like, uh, you know, the kids would literally run around naked throughout the day. (laughs) Yeah. The mom's inside either cooking or stoking the fire mm-hmm. um but just uh just very community oriented yeah so, you know everything is just wrapped around that for sure nice mm-hmm. um but that was the living situations there in uganda at the university uh, i got to meet kids my age from uganda mm-hmm. um the the relationship or like the uh the friendships friendships or personality types oh yeah like uh between myself maybe and a few other americans as yeah compared to um clash sort of so i didn't build too many relationships Mm. on campus with the uh the the uh, the upper class ugandans i didn't Mm. build too many relationships there um i don't know just for the sheer fact of personality types i believe but yeah it's interesting. It's part of my experience. Just a small part. Um, but, yeah. And that was also that first semester uh, Tyler and Calvin were living in Kampala, right? Yeah, yeah. So yes. you got to see them a little bit, right? Yeah, and we were at Matt's family. or right. They were at Matt's family's apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Matt's family has a school there that they help mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, run and Still so they were yeah, yeah and they were working there and helping at the school and working at the school along with living in the apartment and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's funny that the guys overlapped that all kind of came together yeah. in really an odd time yeah, I know it was ways, very but, strange uh, it's cool cool at the same time mm-hmm. yeah it's cool they had that opportunity do any stories or anything that sticks out to you from that trip or Uganda in general mm-hmm <laughs> Uh, let's see. Well, going to Uganda with the expectations of seeing the typical things, seeing the poor people that need help, the the slums, uh, going into it with that expectation of I'm going to help, I'm going to learn and I'm going to go back to the United States, come back to those guys and help them. Mm -hmm. But going there and learning like, like, (laughs) I think they have, have it better than we do here. Sure. Like I mentioned before with the community stuff. And yeah. It really was centered around that. But for some reason, well, we all know the reason, but the influence of the West, the, the kids there, they all wanted cell phones. Mm-hmm. The only show in the fa- in the house that I lived in, the only show that they watched was Hogan's Knows Best. Oh, that's funny. Yes. And there was only one light bulb in the house. <laughs> it's like maybe two channels. But uh, they all wanted the cell phones. They wanted the luxuries of a car yeah. and stuff like that. But after seeing what their life really was and how yeah. it was uh, very simple, I don't know, uh, coming back, realizing uh, they helped me more than them. But yeah. um, well, I've, I guess realizing a common, part. 
Yeah, it's a common feeling, I think. And sure. I felt that when I was in Haiti as well, like sure. coming back where I went with the same intention. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm going to go help. I'm going to go do something. Mm-hmm. And then got there and basically all that had fallen apart. But right. I felt like it was maybe more beneficial that it did fall apart. You know, like that was like mm-hmm. happened. Not maybe not for a reason, but there was something I needed to learn from that experience for sure. Yeah. And coming back and being like, I, and I describe it now as like, I got to experience Haitian culture. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, exactly. And I think that like, I got, I got to learn not, mm-hmm. and, and not that I wouldn't have learned if I was trying to do something or whatever, but mm-hmm. sometimes just understanding and comprehending and, um, receiving is fine it's okay (laughs) you know and like not every time you go to a country that's underdeveloped or that needs that we from the west think of as uh poor or Mm -hmm. have this stereotype in our head Mm -hmm. about it's not that we need to necessarily go do something right we can just go and appreciate and Mm -hmm. appreciating and taking lessons from culture and taking Mm -hmm. lessons from just different experiences i think it makes us better human beings um, yeah totally. and allows us to see things through different we talked about this um probably on our drive out <laughs> sam and i drove to indiana seen for this a lot of trip. shane yeah <laughs> uh so we spent eight hours there driving through the night and then eight hours back driving through the night uh so we had a lot of shane and sam time <laughs> uh but we i i remember talking about this because on my trip back from Florida, when I was trying to find Dana and us a place to live, yeah. there was this, I mean, she was an African lady that was sitting next to me on the plane. And it's just funny how I recognized, yes, I've never, I, I, with working with invisible children, I was around, uh, you know, Ugandans and mm-hmm. Africans. And so, like, there's just a cultural piece to that, you know? Sure. Um, and even, you know, Haiti and, like, there's a lot of, like, overlapping kind of cultural pieces mm-hmm. to those two groups. Um, and it's just interesting because I understood things differently than maybe people around mm-hmm. this lady um, for simple things like the way she asked for uh, chips or whatever, or like the things give me, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it comes across in American culture as something that's like rude. Right, but it's yeah, not yeah. how she meant it at all. Sure. And like me seeing that, but like obviously seeing the the, the lady walking, what's her name? Uh, the flight attendant mm. being like, um, kind of being offended in some ways. And like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like she doesn't mean it. Like, right, yeah. you know, but, um, and we just had a conversation about yeah, how yeah, like right. the, it's interesting to, to see those different cultural differences and, mm-hmm. but it's fun to know. And like, how are you to know mm-hmm. you learn, you grow and you kind of kind of see those. And even the slight, you know, every culture, I know I've talked to other people and there's a lot of different little nuancey things where like I, I do it now still, but the Haitians will go, they'll raise their eyebrows mm-hmm. and they're like, like when they say yes, like, yes. Um, which is, is a fun thing. We're going to take a real quick break <laughs> Sam, go for it. I got a pay. He's got a pay. Uh, I'm going to hang with you guys, and I'm going to just kind of plug a few things while while he goes to the restroom. Um, yeah, I, I'm really thankful for you guys tuning in. You know, we're about 40 minutes in here, 
and uh, I just want to say thank you for listening. If you haven't been to the website, uh, please go check it out. It's crazyfaceuno.com. Uh, on the website, there are mugs. Um, there's a couple. Uh, there's a digital download. It's a little fun podcast games. Um, <laughs> the whole concept is if you guys are interested in me saying a phrase or a word or something on the podcast, obviously keep it respectful and keep it as clean as possible. We'll work together on that. You can buy this digital download, $10. Um, for $10, you get to work with me in creating a phrase or a, a word that you want me to say. And the whole concept is with this word or phrase, I have to weave it in without like into a story or into my vocabulary. Um, we can kind of set those parameters and we can work together on those types of things. Just a little fun little game we can play. Um, I know my dad has got some ideas, so uh, I'll let you know at the end of the podcast um, what's going on. And I'll also kind of plug those after the podcast as well of, hey, take a peek and um, see if you can catch and find the phrase. And maybe we'll have a few prizes and for people that can figure those things out. Um, but yeah, I, I'm genuinely interested if you guys have topics or things you want to talk about, if you want specific, um, conversations to happen, if there's certain people maybe that you want, you know, I know, or, um, you have connections to that, that would be interested in talking, reach out to me. Let me know. I would love to, uh, sit down or have a phone call conversation. Uh, I'm moving to Florida on the 29th of this month of July and, uh, I will be there. So there's going to be a lot of phone uh, podcasts coming just because that's what I'm going to be able to do um, and kind of the ability that I'm going to have uh, to continue doing podcasts while uh, I first moved to Florida and begin to meet new people and, and create new things. Samuel Lewis Palumbo. Yeah. He's back. That's me. Good old Sambo. Hello. So when you left, we were we had just kind of finished up talking about Uganda. Mm -hmm. um, you spent a semester there, came back, um, and you ended up living with Tony and I. Mm -hmm. So Tony and I lived in his mom's house mm -hmm, mm -hmm. our senior year. Mm -hmm. um, so the first semester, it was just him and I, and I think Crouch lived there for Matt Crouch. And yeah. Tony mentioned that uh, for like a month or so or mm -hmm. a couple of weeks. It wasn't very long. Mm -hmm. Um and then you joined us that mm -hmm. fall, spring, or the spring. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in the spring. And, uh, yeah, coming back from Uganda, do you remember, where, did you have some, what was that transition like, I guess, for you of, like, leaving Uganda for the semester abroad and then coming back, back into the Western world, kind of back to school? Mm -hmm more traditional setting and Bethel in and of itself. Oh, well, I got mostly sucked into my college classes, mm -hmm. schoolwork and stuff. But it was kind of difficult because, like, beyond the schoolwork stuff was was that uh, ignorant and invisible children yeah. and stuff. And, That's right. Um, and my perspective, I guess, kind of changed when I came back from Uganda. I was like, like again, I say, you know, they had it better than us almost yeah. at times. Um, of course, you know, there's tragic er, emergency situations or tragedies throughout our world that right. need attention. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyways, coming back and just just kind of like more observant 
and just kind of uh, going about my day and just, you know, continuing that learning process, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. about uh, what's going on around me. But, yeah. yeah. I, yeah, it's such an interesting, mm-hmm. it's weird to leave another, like, you know, because I came right back when I graduated college from mm-hmm. Haiti. I came right back and started working for Invisible Children right away. Yeah. Literally four days after I got back from Haiti, I went out yeah. to San Diego and like got thrown into this whole nother world. Right. And so I think that's honestly been a, a huge, I never dealt with any of those things, right? Mm-hmm. Like I didn't really ever, I did a little bit with my like teammates at Invisible Children, kind of a little bit of a breakdown of my time in Haiti, but mm-hmm. there's so, we're so busy working yeah. at Invisible Children and always on the go that I never really dealt with any of my like, hit my headspace or that transition. I just sure. didn't have time. It's like saturate myself with family and they're obviously have a million questions rightfully so and wanted to Mm -hmm. be able to talk to them and give them that you know my experiences and kind of relate that info yeah um but it's hard i mean it's really hard to come back from another country and just take it all in Mm -hmm. and again some of it it's not that like it's not culture shock in the way that you might think of culture shock Right, it's that reverse culture shock. Yeah. <laughs> Coming back to your own culture, uh-huh. you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, and appreciating some of the simplicities of things, I feel like, mm-hmm. a little bit better. Yeah, totally. And then you just come back and you've changed. Mm-hmm. Your world has, like, morphed and, and developed right. and grown. And then, but nobody else knows what you're going through. Yeah. Right. Totally. And even though, yeah, like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's tough. We did skip over one summer that was pretty, yes, pivotal. <laughs> and I would like to talk to you about this now because I know that Tony and I want to talk about it at some point in time. Did but he you didn't talk about it? No, he hasn't talked about it yet. On the podcast? He mentioned it. You guys did it, but we didn't talk about it. Mm. So Tony Wilty, who was on our episode series two of the Bethel Boys. Toast. Um, yes, those, <laughs> uh, him, Tony and Sam went on a bike trip their sophomore year, Tony and Sam, Sam and Tony. <laughs> <laughs> There's only two of us, just me and Tony on that bike trip. Yeah. It was what? 2010. No, no, no. It would have been 2008. Yeah. Way earlier. <laughs> Um, 2008 that sounds about yeah because right. you guys were I can't remember yeah I went to <laughs> youth works oh that summer that summer okay. and then you guys went on the bike trip and Tony went on there on to youth works the year before gotcha I followed him to youth works yeah it was the summer of my s- sophomore year. yep sophomore year yeah it was, a f- it was the greatest time of my life yeah <laughs> I believe your it your life is so simple you bike you eat you bike, eat, sleep. Yeah, so you guys went from Granger, <laughs> yeah, Indiana. Granger, Indiana. So like South Bend, basically, mm-hmm. where Northern. Notre Dame and Bethel is and mm-hmm. all that, Mishawaka, that was. And you guys went to? Seattle, Washington. Seattle, Washington. Yeah. On a bike. On a bicycle. A bicycle. No van. Nope. Following us. All by ourselves. All on our back. Or on our bikes. <laughs> uh, how many... Miles a day did you average? About 
75. Okay, 75. <laughs> um, I mean, there were different days yeah. were different, right? Depending yeah, exactly. on mm-hmm. whether you're going through the mountains or mm-hmm. not in a lot of ways. Or... Whether we get a ride from a guy. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us a little bit more about your trip. How well, we... yeah, we would average like 70 to 100 miles a day. Yeah. Um, couple of those 100-mile days. <laughs> We had, like, two that we actually biked an entire century, which was pretty... We felt good about ourselves. But, uh... Like, through Nebraska, probably, (laughs) was one of them. (laughs) South Dakota. South Dakota. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Definitely. Yeah, those, like, Uh, flat states that there's nothing to do but just keep driving. Right. Yeah, we're like, well, we can't, and we won't stop there. Mm -hmm. We gotta keep going. Um, One of the... Well, before we get to the cool... 100 mile days the days that were the shortest were yeah. the days where that was like Grand Tetons or... well no like 45 50 mile per hour winds like mm. blowing you in the face like yeah, you can't literally go anywhere right I forgot about that and well that ended us in a weird ghost town literally advertised yeah. as a ghost town that's so funny and uh we knocked on one of the doors of the houses that was in the town for some reason they lived there and like, can we, you know, sleep in your backyard? Or... Yeah, because you guys took tents, right? And, yeah, and like yeah. your own food, your own like, yeah, camping stoves to cook your rice and beans or whatever right. you're eating. Yeah, um, we didn't pay for a place to stay the entire time. We right, uh, and you kind of set some parameters, right? Wasn't right. that kind of like your, what was, you guys? One, you went on it for fun. Yeah. But you also had some other, like... It was intentional in the fact that we were just living the simplest life possible, mm-hmm. relying on the generosity of other people, almost. Yeah. It was like an experiment to see if our world or our country still had it in them. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and in some ways, it did. It sure did. We and in some it. ways, it didn't disappoint the other direction as right. well. Yeah. Uh, what was... Is there any, like... I can think of a couple stories that I know that you guys have told, but... What would you say one of the most, like, surprising moments that, like, showed up, you know? Like, mm. oh, people showed up in a time of need type of moments. I know there were several. Yeah, what yeah, What was yeah. one that's most memorable for you? Or uh, Let's see here. You feel like is the most shocking, the awe factor. <laughs> well, uh, let's see here. Just the shocking surprises of money in our bags mm. before we left in the morning. Like, oh. we'd meet somebody that's, like, either... So we'd stop at churches mm-hmm. or uh, yeah, town parks or city parks where we yeah. try to camp. And, you know, a couple of times we'd meet some people from the church or whatever that has the plot of land that we'd sleeping in. And, and then the next morning they'd bring us, you know, they'd... They drop like a twenty or fifty in our bag, yeah. and with a little note that says, "You know, here's some groceries or breakfast on me." So it was fun to see that. That was kind of shocking. Yeah. Literally didn't expect any of that kind of right. stuff. Um, let's see. Uh, I remember there's a story about like a storm that was coming through, one of the hotel moments, right? Yeah. That well, there was the only hotel moment. Yeah, that okay. was the only. That was t- the only one. The only time we slept in a hotel was when. A, uh, a couple that I think was a pastor and his wife from yeah. the church in town. It was, where the hell was it? Um, Wyoming, probably. Just yeah. like Idaho, bumfuck yeah, nowhere. Yeah. And you're, <laughs> they're like, well, you could sleep in um, 
in our yard. Yes. Or you could sleep in the gymnasium. <laughs> yeah. Or we could, <laughs> or we could buy, you know, get your hotel room, and we're like, yeah. We'll take the hotel room. Yeah. yeah. With a big, you know, half smile on our face. Please. Please give me the hotel I just, room. I just want a good hot shower. <laughs> <laughs> How, I mean, obviously it was dependent on whether people, and I know people did let you come yeah. in and shower, well, we pl- but. We planned a place to stay every, what was it, once a week? No. Yeah. Yeah, no, like once a week we had a overnight stay, mm-hmm. almost once a week. Yeah. Yeah. To shower and clean. Yeah, a friend, a friend of a friend, or a friend of a family, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we had a place, like each state. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What is one of the moments, maybe the opposite, the negatives that like mm. you? Well, we got, yeah, kicked out of a park, by mm. the police. Right. Um. It was one of the biggest towns that we stopped at in, or in the on our on our entire trip, but it was in Oregon, mm-hmm. and it was. Town of I don't know fifty thousand people or almost a hundred thousand, but whatever. Anyways, we were in one of their parks and yeah, we posted up, put our tent up, <laughs> sleeping away. It was like eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, and the big flashlight comes in our eyes. So we we mosey on down the road and we hopped in a like a baseball dugout and then of course yeah. the sprinkler system started oh, and spraying geez. the metal dugout was not you know sleep <laughs> conducive. So ding, ding, we stopped stop that. <laughs> so we didn't sleep very much that night. That was that was an adventure, and I I love that trip, and I will remember it for the rest of my life. It was yeah, really. Fun. I'm it was so just so many trips. There's so many moments, so many memories. I love hearing about that trip. Like yeah. I love when you guys talk. Like when you guys get together and you talk about. We didn't talk about it really at all the weekend together. Oh no, we probably didn't. Um, Do you remember when we first started talking about it though? Yeah, you were probably involved. Derek yeah. was involved. Yeah. Derek was in at one point in time. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to, but it just wasn't like a. I think it was a financial thing for me. It was like because you guys bought brand new bikes, you guys did all this. Yeah. I just didn't. I you guys hadn't trained at all, and I think that was part of it for me. Like I thought it was going to be this thing, and I didn't mm-hmm. realize it was going to be because it was like our freshman year too, which mm-hmm. this is this is like the story, right? I mean, the, uh, like legitimately in some ways, Kinda right? When it started, it all started. Yeah. yeah, how it all started. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a sense, even like how our relationship was mm-hmm. in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Because I, it, I don't think it was that you uh, wouldn't have cared that I went. Oh, But yeah, you maybe. weren't necessarily like, hey, Shane, come along on this trip. You know what I mean? Maybe. Could have yeah, been. And, and not in like, this isn't, I'm not like being, I'm not being like, shame on you, Sam. But you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like that, I think there was a little bit of that too. Like I, I think you were maybe. pretty okay with me not like... I mean, we still all hung out. Like, I helped you guys get going. I think I was there when you guys left. Maybe, yeah. Um, like, when you guys took off, I was at mm-hmm. your... Tony's house. Tony's house Tony's or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I took off for my, you know, my time. But oh, right. Mm-hmm. What was uh, one of the most challenging moments on your bike trip? <laughs> Being with Tony. <laughs> you hear for that, 50, For 50 days. <laughs> No, we had like one or two days though. Like that's pretty much it that we had like a fight, yeah. a little feud going on. I don't know. Yeah. Tony may, yeah, he might have his own stories. Yeah, but this is all I got. You know, a couple of days of just being pissed <laughs> off. Oh, Tony, <laughs> we're like, yeah, this is the worst place to be. There's rattlesnakes for sure, Tony. <laughs> Tony, there's rattlesnakes. 
Did you see rattlesnakes? No, but... The, you the, knew that there were, the, yeah. Supposedly, somebody told Tony, Tony told us that there's rattlesnakes. <laughs> so, of course, I'm like, I don't want to sleep there. Fucking yeah. rattlesnakes. <laughs> that's, um, when, that's when we stayed in that ghost town on uh, a bike trip. Okay. And I went to the bathroom in the house that we were staying at, and two massive dogs come <laughs> rushing at me in the bathroom. Just while I'm taking a shit, just minding my own business, two massive dogs come sniffing me up while I'm taking a shit. Like, I'm just pooping here. Of course, there's like an ashtray behind me with like four or five hundred cigarettes from the owners of the home. It was just a very, it was an incredible experience. (laughs) That's hilarious. I can't believe this is a podcast. I know, right? (laughs) Um, that's funny. Mm. What, so whatever happened with that? What, did the dogs, like, did you finish your... Oh, they eventually left. They left? Yes. Were they big dogs, you said? Quite large. <laughs> I don't remember the types, but loud. Uh, Barking. Yeah. Like, I yeah. couldn't lock the door. Why would, why would I be able to lock the door? <laughs> no, there's no lock in the bathroom. No. Mm-mm. And just, you're just with some like random strangers. The house. randomest. I was like afraid to knock on the door to ask to use the bathroom. I'm like, can I go pee or poop? But I'm not going to tell you I'm going to go poop. Oh, man. <laughs> that was one time on the bike, bike trip. Mm. Did you guys, I mean, you didn't have any trouble with food, did you? No. No. Tony, but Tony You guys got tired of all the food. Yeah, Tony carried all the food. He'd probably bitch or complain about that. Yeah, lots of <laughs> rice and beans, right? Well, yeah, we had Zadarans every night, of course, with all sausage and cheese. <laughs> Zadarans. <laughs> no, we get cereal for breakfast, even. We get pancakes. Yeah. Get... Just depending on where you stayed. Yeah, yeah or we just hit up, hit up the grocery store. Mm. So Tony would carry the food, but I'd carry. The lighter fuel fluid, the tent, this yeah. and that. We kind of split up that way. So his load would be super heavy at times, like uh-huh. <laughs> super heavy. Uh-huh. And then it dwindled down eventually. Was that your argument? Or was that you guys' like thing? Well, that was just our plan, and he was okay with it. Yeah. Because Tony's a giver. He loves, he, yep, he's a good guy. Yeah. What was your, do you remember what your feud was about, or like the two days? Uh... Tony, just each other. It was well again. Ghost Town, like that was like a crux of that fucking okay. trip. I swear, yeah. for me at least. Yeah, it was like total exhaustion. We have to sleep in a crazy place. We don't want to. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't have another option. Yeah, intentions are high. So yeah, it was. I said I was trying to set up the tent in this one area. Was that halfway? Where were you? Where was this uh, ghost town? Where did you say? It was, this was this was Wyoming or South Dakota. Okay. One of the two. Yeah, yeah. The first like. My mind, but so it's like, a good way is down the road, then. Yeah, you're like, yeah, two thirds of your way, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely deserty. It's kind of, yeah, very abandoned <laughs> part of the country, just off the highway with like those, uh, what do you call them? Those billboards for that place. Mm-hmm. Gas station. Yeah. No. No, I don't know. What you're no, talking about. Idea. No. Travel, like. No, no, that. uh... <laughs> Oh, that's pretty embarrassing. Oh, well, moving on. Uh, No, it's the gas station or like that rest stop you see on the way on your highway. Everyone listening to this podcast knows exactly what I'm (laughs) talking about. (laughs) I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, Anyways. It'll come to you. Yeah. Um, Rest area? Rest stops? Yeah, it it was one of those rest areas. It has a very distinct name. 
In where? That's the area we were, South uh, South Dakota uh, with uh, Wyoming. Oh, okay. Just that. The Badlands? No, it's a rest, a rest area. Okay, never mind. Right. Moving on. <laughs> so our feud started <laughs> in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> and it was windy as hell. And we were hungry. And I was trying to set up the tent over by the garage. And but the wind, oh. <laughs> the wind was kept knocking it over, and he's like, "Just put it over here by, behind the bushes and behind the garage." And I'm like, "There's fucking snakes over there. We're dead. We're not sleeping in there. We ain't going over there." So I was just pissed about setting the tent up over there. Of course, it's not gonna fall over because of the wind, but we will get eaten alive by reptiles of many kinds. <laughs> So, we ended up sleeping in that reptile, I thought, infested area, but it wasn't. We were fine. Of course we were fine. You made it. Yes, we made it. No rattlesnake bites. No death. Yeah. That's when it kind of started. It ended very quickly, of course. Tony and I's personality were like, let's let's end this fight quick. Yeah. So we moved on, but it it was was so fun. It was... (laughs) What did you get? We meet they, people along the way, which made it even more. Yeah, interesting. any interesting people? Do you remember? Yeah. Three. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, oh, how, how many hours are we get? <laughs> <laughs> There's a maximum of 29 minutes left. 28 minutes uh, and 30 seconds, if you want to be exact. Well, we got the guy walking across the country, started in Wisconsin, was trying mm. to walk to California, Kay. and he had a dog that he sent home because the paws got all bare mm. he had like carried like dog bag f- dog food on his back and he's like no it's too heavy i'm like yes it's too heavy yeah but uh we actually got his facebook thing and we followed him for a little bit and yeah he ended up making it but he also nice. hitchhiked oh. so there's one guy we met the 300 pound mongolian okay. fella that was very proud of his mongolian roots yeah um was on his big bike with like everything you can imagine like coolers <laughs> Solar panels, like uh, hamburger meat, like eggs, like on just, his bike. And just, he just like ice, fill his cooler <laughs> full of ice every day? Or yeah, what? and his bike was like hundreds of pounds. Uh, okay, not that heavy, but still. it was Compared to you guys, it was yeah, hundreds of pounds. It was funny to meet him and see that like anybody could do this, that kind of trip. Sure. Which is... It's just time frame. Of, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, if you got 45 days, 50 days to spend on the yeah. road, sure, but... Yeah, we met a lot of interesting people. So you get fun. to Seattle. Mm. What was your plan from there? Uh, I think we spent three or four days there. Yeah. In Seattle, and then we kind of hit all the high points, and yeah, we just actually took it easy and <laughs> ate some good meals, and yeah, and then we got on the the Amtrak and headed back to Chicago, and then we had family pick us up there or in South Bend. Yeah. And then drove us home. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So jealous of that trip. Yeah, it was a good time. I mean, it would have been fun to have more people, that's for sure. Yeah. Good. And I know I mentioned it to Tyler, so the rest of you boys out there, if you're listening, mm. we should we should do it. I know Tony and you and me have seriously oh. talked about doing, like, the East Coast yeah. so that you guys can finish off the entire, basically, the continental... Yeah. United States, coast to coast. Right. 
Um, and I think that would be awesome. I think that'd be really fun to do. Indiana, yeah. Boston or Boston would be sweet. Florida could be fun. Or yeah, no, Florida could be real fun. I get into my place. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that would be a really fun trip. So, yeah, boys, yeah. Tyler, Tony, Derek, Calvin, let's go. Let's do it. Let's make this happen. Um, that could be the Bethel Boys series part two. I don't know. Um, yeah, so you know, we w- kind of went back, but that I forgot about that, and that was definitely like a catalyst for some of the trip. I mean, some of the Calvert House, yeah, for sure, and like some of the conversations that happened and being mm-hmm. intentional and your guys' experiences. Um, yeah, the then the Calvert House happened in senior year. You went to Uganda, came back. We all lived together. Our final semester of us all together so tony and i graduated you still had end up two semesters left mm-hmm. so you had another year yeah kind of left after we were done but um matt was in he went to uganda like when you got back basically right. Pretty much. um to do his little trip i don't know what to call it uh endeavor his endeavor uh, well he worked yeah. at his parents school for a yeah. while and then but he took a Brennan. Brennan? Brennan, yeah, Brennan. And, and they went up to try to find, yeah, in an attempt to find Some. the LRA, I guess. Um, they made it to the border of Uganda and mm-hmm. DRC. And he, Dungu, uh, not Dungu. Dungu? Uh, Goma. 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 And, he, yeah, supposedly. And. They help with the mudslides. Oh right, they help with the mudslides. That was I know that seemed he to take a toll on was him. Was Brennan there? He was there, but I don't know if Brennan was. Brennan may have stopped before then. That's true. But went back. Yeah, I'm not I sure. think that may have That may have taken a toll on Matt the mudslides I know was. He was one of the first to be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's crazy to think back on some of the stuff for sure. Um and then senior year, and and I I want to talk about this with Tony at some point in time, and we don't have to talk about it amongst us necessarily. I think maybe it's better with maybe all three of us could do a little joint phone call. But I think it's really interesting, like our falling out, our senior year, um, and those. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we can do something in the future. But yeah, Sam, Tony, and I all kind of. Sam and I stayed friends, but it was like you and me and Tony and, mm-hmm. and we kind of, uh, went our separate ways. We had kind of a falling out there for mm-hmm. a good while. And it's been in the last really Matt, uh, Matt passing away has been one of the big catalysts for us getting back together. One of the several reasons. For sure. Um, but it's been really good to have, you know, Tony back in our lives. And obviously mm-hmm. throughout our stories, you can kind of tell like this group of people, has been foundational to our college experiences for sure. Um, you, me, Tony, and Derek, especially for like us, um, and then Calvin and and Tyler joined in basically our junior and senior year was like, yeah, you know, kind of added to our our friend group and Matt, yeah. obviously, uh, when he when he was here, I didn't intentionally leave him out. Um, but yeah, so those guys have been we've all just been a really 
close-knit group of people, especially since the cover house and all of that. Um, leaving, we graduated. You stayed with Matt for another year. You and Matt, because Matt was a junior when I was yes. a senior. And you stayed with him and finished out My, You know, your, yeah. both your college experiences there in Bethel. How was that, just you two living together? You guys had fun, for sure. That's when it all kind of exploded, yeah. to be honest. Uh, Tell us as much as you want, and you sure, can, sure. you know, if there's stuff you want to leave out, that's totally fine. Maybe a dark, a darker point in my life, mm-hmm. but not very. I mean, still very normal. But uh, um, so me and Matt were living together. We lived in, moved in with a guy in his basement. We just lived yeah. in his basement. I was, we were finishing up our classes, um, and uh, actually, that's kind of when Matt started. F- started experiencing some of the symptoms he was having and whatever right. his depression anxiety kind of stuff and he yeah. was dealing with it for the first time mm-hmm. and uh doing working with like self-medicating to going to a psychiatrist and yeah. dealing with it that way um and it was an interesting time of navigating this young life of, you know just begun because we're almost on the verge of ending college but we're like you know, talking about and thinking about all of these big things. Right. Like Matt thinking about getting married. Mm-hmm. Like that pushed us to go hitchhike to right. the middle of nowhere, Montana, and do some other stupid stuff. And let's let's go ahead and talk about that. Do we really want to keep talking about? <laughs> you don't want to talk about that trip? Sure. No, we could talk a little bit, but uh, to hit the high points. Uh, I mean, you even talked about on our on our trip. Like you remembered specific memories oh, yeah. of like the the rest stops or the truck stops of like sure. hitchhiking from there from chicago right so we got dropped off by tony or by uh sasha but <laughs> matt's girlfriend at the time um on the interstate and then we yeah. just got a ride from there and on chicago and you just hitchhiked from there yeah from chicago we got a ride in in chicago by a goal was to get to seattle <laughs> Portland. Very vague destination. But yes, that was Seattle. Kind of the... Yeah, for a friend's wedding, and uh, we were getting close. Um, I had a couple rough nights, just kind of like not finding anybody, or a few days that were just impossible to find a ride. Yeah. So you'd have to find a you place. Just walk. To... Well, we'd walk, and then we'd just sleep, you know, and then try again the next day. But uh, it got pretty discouraging, and mm-hmm. Matt was trying to get like an, well. Don't want to speak for you there, brother, but, uh, <laughs> uh, um, like get out some of his last, uh, I don't know, youth, youthful moments before he sure. gets proposed and got married, got married and things like that. So we were doing a hitchhiking trip and he decided after a couple of those rough nights that, uh, it was time to go back and propose and, uh, go back home. So we, one of the craziest moments was we actually turned around the same day we turned around we all the we made it all the way back to Chicago from Montana, and and we were in Montana with and we were on the side of the road or we are we got a ride from a guy took us to a better rest stop he thought was a better rest stop where he could have a better opportunity of getting a ride. Yeah. He's also on the way to this better rest stop asking, "Oh, you want to catch a high?" We're like, what are you talking Ooh, about, buddy? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he pulls out the weed and. Yeah, of course, it may be something else besides weed in there. We don't know. Who knows? We're well, you very didn't youth- feel like it was a very good experience is what well, you're saying, it sounds like. Yes, after that. Yes, but we were on the side of the road there for quite some time just chatting and had some crazy videos of each other talking about things. It was yeah. one of the best moments of our friendship. And then as soon as that moment ended, we got a ride from a lady that drove us all the way 
to Fargo, North Dakota, okay. who got it, who bought us a one-way bus to get all the way to back to South Bend. So that was a pretty incredible, mm. like, gracious moment from a lady that we just met on the yeah. side of the road. Uh, offered to buy us two bus tickets back to South Bend from North Dakota. And anyway, so that year with Matt was interesting and di- fun and difficult all at the same time. I was yeah. bouncing around because I didn't know what I was doing with my life at the time because right. I didn't want to move back home. Yeah. But I have ended up moving back home. Once I was living at home for uh, after a year and passed the nursing boards, yep. I then found the job in Minneapolis, and that moved me here. And that brought you here. And that's why I asked you, Shane, and Matt to move to Minneapolis Yeah. Um, uh, once I got here. And Matt was still in Indiana with Sasha. Right. Who they just found out they were pregnant. Right. right. Um, and then I was transitioning out of my position at Invisible Children. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2012, I decided it was time to take it. Move along. Move along, little doggy. And I didn't want to go back to Indiana. I didn't want to live there necessarily. And mm-hmm. uh, so I went back in December and stayed two months. Finished the rest of December, January, and then February 9th was my day that I I left Indiana, and the rest is history. I've lived here ever since. Mm-hmm. Now you're moving to Florida, you know, yeah. little guy there. Yes. Gotta leave me. I know. You're leaving me. We've had a good run, Sambo. We've had a good run. We've had a real good run. Cheers, brother. Well, now that I have two children... And I need the most support I need in my entire life. Yeah. You're luck. leaving me. Good luck. Thanks a lot, hey, motherfucker. You got my phone number, though, right? <laughs> oh, that's and right. Disney World's only a few hours away. Uh, so right. the kiddos are going to need to go there eventually. Yes. And I think Uncle Shaney needs to be a part of that. And Uncle Shane's going to have to buy oh, the tickets okay. for the children. Well, you buy the tickets to my house, and I'll buy the tickets to Disney World. <laughs> It's on the podcast. Shake on it. Whoa, that's too much. Shake on it. Yes, son of a You bitch. come there and want to go to Disney World, I'll buy the tickets. You got to show up. Well, you got to live there more than a year. Well, deal. <laughs> okay. You got to, you got to, it's on, it's, it's, uh, you heard the sh- handshake. You heard it here. You heard it. Uh, so it's official. Mm-hmm. Sambo, um, our time here, I mean, we might as well just skim through it. Uh, I lived with you and Matt and Sasha mm-hmm. uh, for about six months. That's February, about. March, April, May, June, July, August. Yeah. I, think. I think it was August that I moved out, or early September. I think it was early August because I, if I remember correctly, um, So it was about six months, and then I moved into the house that we're doing this podcast in right now that we're moving from, and rented this house for a while, and then Dana and I started dating, and she moved in, and we ended up, Dana and I, or Dana technically bought it, bought the house, and we've been homeowners for the last couple years. You bought a a house as well. Um, We, yeah, when I moved out of the house with you guys... Uh, we kind of all started splitting off. Yeah. From there, uh, you. I moved out. You moved quickly. out and went. You moved in with Jess, right? Yeah. And found out you were having Henry. Yeah, baby. Mm-hmm. A little Henry boy. And then, uh, yeah, I remember that phone call. I had just happened to call you that day. Really? I believe I had just happened to call you. It was like that day is when you found out. Hmm. 
I remember you were a little bit uh, freaked out. Oh, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you uh, yeah. you didn't know what to take, how to take that news. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, interesting. And then, what you you and Jess got married the year after that, or yeah. after Henry was born, mm-hmm. right? The yeah, year, year after, after Henry. Henry was born. And then um, about short time after you guys got married was yeah when you rosie came along right yeah when we were pregnant with her then we did the house mm-hmm. bought the house around the same yeah. time she was born mm-hmm. so and you guys lived in saint paul so we all lived like about 10 minutes from each other yeah there for a while yeah um okay. it's been really fun for me at least i mean obviously i think it's a common thing amongst just that transition period you know, I think people, people struggle in general with like relationships, friendships, especially in college, you have these like really strong bonds. You're almost like in a relationship with some of those, like those roommates and those people that you're really close with in college. Mm-hmm. And then as, as those people start to meet other new people and spend more time with this like significant other, mm-hmm. um, and there's always this divide, I think. And then it's always this finding, I think it's a little bit of hurt on the side of the friend where it's like, sure. you're not spending any more time with me. Yeah. You're like, you've changed, man. <laughs> you know? Um, and honestly, like some of that is what I did the same thing. Uh, some of that is, is what, um, you know, we, we had mentioned things to Tony, that was kind of like our falling out with yeah. our friendship is like their relationship and been like, Hey man, like I'm not saying don't be together, but Come watch on. out. There's some things, you know, yeah. like, um, and I just, it's just interesting because I think that when you start to get older, you start to meet these new people and these new relationships. I think that you just naturally are supposed to have these moments where you try to figure things out amongst your friends I think it's hard. I don't think there's... You hear these stories all the time. You yeah, know? sure. It's the same things of like, well, they all they do is spend time with their significant other now. They never even make... But there has to be a change in that. Like, now we don't even think anything about it, right? Yeah, it's exactly. like It's like two weeks go by. That's about our limit. I yeah. would say you and I, like, we go about two weeks. It's right. been a little bit more frequent lately. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but no, it's been a, every week. If it goes a week... Within that, within we, that we second talk week, within that. it's yeah. like, I don't know. yeah, where's that guy? Hey, dude. Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> Thinking about you. Let's get together. But it's good. Um, yeah, and I, I, I don't know. It's just interesting. Like we don't honestly like it's expected now. It's like yeah, you're married. You should be spend time with your wife. Spend time <laughs> with your kids. Spend like I don't expect to have every waking moment with you. You know. I like, hope I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I, I I don't know. It's just interesting like to think yeah. about those different times. I have really enjoyed just being in the same city. It's just there's comfort. The thing that I'm gonna miss is like. You know, Dana, this is her first time leaving her family and, like, moving away from Minnesota. Wow. I've lived away from my family for a long time, yeah. you know? Um, maybe you have a cramp going on. Oh, man. <laughs> it's it's in my thigh, yeah. <laughs> We're good, though. Moving on. <laughs> but, but, like, so she's going to miss that, and that's kind of the conversation we've had, her and I, is that, man, it's the – it's not the – her relationship with her family is very similar, right? It's like every couple of weeks we have family dinner. We do things together. We, mm. you know, 
they, they talk or whatever, but it's the comfort in knowing someone's there. And sure. it's the same with you and I, I feel like, and that's the correlation. I'm your family to me, whether you, like we're, we are not like, I, I don't think there's much difference for me. Like if you look at my, my family and like, I don't think of you any differently than I think of them. Oh you know? yeah, for sure. If that makes sense. Like it, it's, uh, well, yeah, same. Um, and, and I don't know. I don't know how else to describe that. It's just like, I just don't think of you any differently. You don't think of your family as like family necessarily. You're like, you just, just deal with class. their thing. Yeah. They're like in their own thing. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. if you needed something, I would drop everything to come help you. And I would yeah. do the same for my family. Right. Yeah. If they needed, needed something. Yeah. And, um, I think for me, that's the correlation I have. Like I've, I've left my family a long time ago. We, you know, we still stay in touch. We still talk and all that, but we've lived nine hours away for the last six years. And I've mm-hmm. since going to college, like it's, it's been 12, you know, 14 years that I've been away, like out of my parents' home essentially. Yeah, for sure. And, um, wow. you know, when you think of it like that, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And this is in some ways the first time that Dana's going to be further away than like 30 minutes from her family. Yeah, that's a big and step. in the last 10 years or more, me? Like you and I have, I know. have been in each other's lives. So oh, it's weird yeah. to think of like, I'm leaving you, you know, and like, you're the one thing that I'm like, ah, oh, man, this sucks. Like, I don't want to leave. And I don't, I like, don't want to think about that. Like yeah, no, peace, but, crazy. um, I really value our, our friendship and the fact that we can go whatever amount of time and talk to each other. And I don't think there's anything that we couldn't talk to each other about you know? you know if you came and told me that you killed somebody i would be like ah, i got your back man <laughs> what happened what happened <laughs> i would i would probably encourage you to, to call the police but i'd want to hear the story first but i got your back <laughs> yeah but i'll support you through that whole process of going to court and going to jail for the rest of your life but you know <laughs> uh, okay hey-oh. i got your no, bail how I got, about that there you go do you? Because I don't know if I got yours. I can ask. Dynamite, but <laughs> well, I'm just saying though. Uh, That's how it is. No, like, yeah. No matter what you do, it's yeah. Still we've got be each other's back. And... Yeah, it's it, it's weird because even thinking about, I've moved a lot of times, and I think there's always been fear. I never thought that we'd be back together after college. You know, like I eh. I didn't. I didn't. I always wanted yeah. to. Right. Yeah, like yeah. I always wanted that. I just never really knew if it was going to be a thing. And then it happened. And now it doesn't feel like it's the end, like for me. No. And I don't, I don't, this move has been one of the weirdest moves I've ever had. Like I've, I've said, like I've done this a lot, but it's still very surreal to me. And it's not something that like feels, I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's not, it's not a closed chapter. I don't think, um, I know Dan and I have said we we're going to come back to the Twin Cities someday, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's, mm-hmm. like, the piece that maybe that's really going to happen, but yeah. I don't know. You just never know. Well, no. you're moving out of love for your, your wife. Absolutely. I mean, out of Dana, you know, because, she, because this is where you're going. Yeah. This is where you're going now. This is it. This is the next stage. Next step. I get you, and we'll be texting, we'll be talking, we'll be doing Oh my god! Yeah, just be like no sexting. No sexting. I am not good at that, anyways. So don't ask me. <laughs> my wife talks about that. Like, you just don't like sexting. Like that's good, right? 
I guess so. I don't know, man. I don't text. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> oh, wow, that's a great way to end this guy, <laughs> Hey, cheers again. I think this is like your third or fourth really cheers. Is this really the way we're going to end it? We're going to end it like this, dude. You got 16. anything else to say? Well, it's uh, Minneapolis and uh, Minnesota won't be the same without you. Thanks, I'll be kind of, I'll be even more alone now that you're gone. Thank you very much. You're welcome. If I go in this deep, dark depression hole, it's your fault. You're welcome. <laughs> Once again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to miss you. I'll I miss you too, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's a pretty crazy relationship we've had, friendship. And, yeah. And Cheers all those Bethel boys. Fuck the fucking Bethel boys. This is so weird. It we is should weird. be on some talk show. Okay, now, nah, never mind. That's still getting out of. I don't want that kind of attention, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Sambo, appreciate it, buddy. I love, love ya. You. And uh, don't remember, don't, don't remember. Remember, everyone, don't forget, do good. Make a difference. Cheers. Take care of each other out there. I love you guys. Love you, Sambo. Peace! Mm.